0: Hello. Oh, I am so glad to be back. It feels so long. (laughs) But we are back at it with another episode. And I can't believe it. Like, this is episode two. And I'm pumped. I'm also a little obsessed with Shania Twain again. Like, I feel like we've all been obsessed with Shania Twain, but I just watched her documentary on Netflix and it sent me down the rabbit hole and I've been listening to her albums constantly. So I may have just pumped myself up with her song, I'm Holding On To Love, right before this. So I'm feeling it. We're feeling good. And I think that's a perfect song for the episode that we're doing today. So This episode is really near and dear to my heart. It's actually a subject I've already kind of worked on and pulled together, but I'm feeling some love in the air. I mean, especially with my last episode with Brit, which by the way, you guys loved him. Um, That episode was really kind of just only sent out to some close family and friends, but even people who know him, just you guys love him and I'm so happy. And if you haven't heard it, Go listen. But he will be back. Um, we've got some more episodes coming up with him. And I just, oh, I love him. So anyway, love is in the air. So this episode is going to be about my, what I've kind of constructed, my seven marriage tips. I know that sounds kind of odd, but um, I'm, I am I kind of came up with these last year, right around this time when... Um, Britain's brother was getting married. Shout out to Joshua and Carolyn on a year coming up like this month. And then last month, my cousin just got married. And now next month, my other cousin's getting married. So again, we're just surrounded by love. So I thought, yep, it's time to put it out there. Um, and just a little reminder it's always good to have a plan because, as you guys will soon come to find out, and I know this will be an episode, um, I'm a big time planner. Um, I have planned weddings. That is something I like actually have professionally done. But I am a planner in life. And so right now on my calendar for this podcast, I have planned out like all the next episodes with guests or just myself until the beginning of November. So we are set and I'm so excited. There are so many great episodes coming up. But the reason why I'm really big on having a plan is because that's when I truly feel you can be flexible. And that's exactly what we're doing. This was not the intended episode for today. Um, That episode still will come later on. But I really felt like this was the time to do this episode. I was going to do it much later. But I'm like, nope, today's the day. So um very excited for this. Before we go on, of course, let's start with our munchie. I'm actually really excited about this. Um, this is something I've kind of come up with on my own, and it's very much becoming one of my favorites. So I'm calling this the peanut butter chocolate marshmallow brownie. Um, oh, I got a little dish. It's like a little square dish. There we go. And I I think I use this as my dessert dish because I'm like, oh, it's tiny. Whatever I put in this, that can just be what I'm going to eat, like the size of that. Because as we know, I am a really big sweet tooth. But um, this is my third serving in this small dish. So it's not, I don't know if it's really doing what it needs to. But um, this brownie, okay, guys, it's really easy to make. Oh my gosh. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, oh. I have just been dying to feel like I can become a better cook or baker and I really feel like this year that that was literally my new year's goal and I really think I'm starting to get it. Okay so this munchie it is the Ghirardelli brownie mix from Costco. I'm I use the one that you cook in the nine by nine square dish so it's extra like chewy and thick. Then I added Reese's peanut butter chips to that mix. So it bakes in there. Bake the brownies, and then about mm, seven minutes before it's done, pull it out, top it with marshmallows, mini marshmallows, put it back in, let it go the remainder of the time, or until you see those marshmallows puffy and golden brown, pull it out. Then you're going to make a frosting, which I just found from this random cookbook that I got at a thrift store. It's one cup chocolate chips, one cup sugar, a half a cup of whole milk, and five tablespoons of butter. And you just mix the sugar, butter, and milk, boil it on the stove, turn the heat off, add the chocolate chips, stir them until it's smooth, let that cool down. Then you pour that on top of the brownies. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I was like, whoa, okay. I might need to, I can't really capitalize on it because I am using Ghirardelli's mix but I like to think that like I added to it with other things so definitely try it it's super gooey super messy but so good and it's very rich so you won't need a lot of it even though I had three but you will need a big glass of milk that's for sure all righty okay here we go so the seven tips seven tips yeah and I have this I made a cute little marriage video it was for Joshua and Carolyn to go along with this and I posted it on what is my social media? What's my name? <laughs> I've been off it for the summer. And so I had Britain go on to it and like kind of screenshot. Oh, then I can see my name. Yeah. Okay. Mac underscore Hogan 13. I can't believe I can't remember it. Um, so he just screenshotted what I had wrote because I knew I know these seven tips, but I, I had a little extra things that I wanted to read over. So I'm just gonna be going from that, but please go watch the video. It's like I guess it's a real, but I loved it. It's I put a bunch of people who I love and admire their wedding photos to cute little song with all that. And oh, it makes me want to go watch it now. Okay, so tip number one. Everything is is magnified in marriage good and bad that was really that was something i was told and it really stuck with me especially now having been married i can totally see that yes number one biggest truest statement um no person going into marriage is perfect and i will never say to look for someone who's absolutely perfect because that's not realistic okay Um, but a quote that I heard, um, from a very wise person once said, we do not marry perfection. We marry potential. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. It, you can totally find someone who has so many great qualities that you admire, things that you like, you both mesh on, but there might still be like, oh, they chew really loud. Oh, they are very as my husband, as I just said, I like to plan. And when things don't go to plan, I have a really hard time. Britain has now learned that about me. (laughs) But that's okay. Like we can still make a marriage work on that. Um, So the biggest thing is just pay attention though. Um, While you can accept that there are some things that's like, okay, that's just a quirk. Everyone has them. You do want more green lights. Leading up to the altar, than red flags. Okay. So anything that, and it's, there could be so many things. I don't really feel, I feel, okay, there are some generic red flags. Okay. If someone is actually hurting you emotionally, physically, mentally, and you're just engaged, that is a big red flag. We know that. Okay. And that will continue into your marriage. That will not just go away because you're married. But, there are some other things that maybe it's just like how someone handles a situation. Can it turn in like they can't communicate well, or they just turn into an absolute beast when something goes wrong, right? There's, and and then it's what they do from there. Those are like red flags we're talking about. Um, I'm literally trying to think off the top of my head, what <laughs> could be random red flags. The, the, the point is, you know what a red flag is for you. Someone might not claim it is while others say yes. But whatever they are, just make sure there are more green lights, not red flags, okay? Because like I said, good and bad will be magnified. Um, And that's a great thing. The good stuff is so great. You want more good, more green lights, because that just makes that so much better. And let's be real marriage is great and we want to keep that going great. This is going to be the best time of your life where that you get to share with someone. So let's keep that goodness going for the rest of your life, okay? <laughs> okay. Um tip number 2. Um this is like kind of a saying I came up with, but I really feel like marriage is merging two flight plans like airplanes. They're little flight plans. Everyone has, every plane has a path or a plan of where to go. And that's the destination they stick on. Marriage is merging those two flight plans into one. So what I mean by that is, and I'll use just me and Britain here, Britain had his way of doing things every day. It was his routine, how he does things. And so did I, there are just, we, we, we come up with our own ways of doing things, whether it be from our family that we've learned or picked up from, or if we're living on our own things, we pick up from there. So when you get married, just imagine how hard it is to put two planes onto one flight path. You don't, you don't put two planes, you put one plane onto the same flight plan. That's what marriage is. You guys are merging into one plane, one flight plan. I don't know why that's a tongue twister to me, but it's then you, it's so beautiful because you guys get to build your routine together. And that's what I think is like awesome. Um, That can be a really positive thing if you look at it that way. Okay. You can't go in thinking this is exactly how I'm going to do marriage because that's not, that's not realistic. You've got another person with their own ideas, their own thoughts that they get to contribute to this marriage too. And that's great. And that should be accepted. And the same with yours. Yours should be accepted. You guys can build that together. Okay. Great stuff to your routine. Okay. Number three. Sorry, there we go. Marriage is commit. Marriage equals commitment. This is a big deal for me. Um as you know, like, as I kind of briefly explained, my parents are divorced. And so this became a really big thing for me watching my parents go through that divorce and then get remarried, which they both are still married. Um, but it became very big to me like, okay, whoever I'm married, married, to married, um, I am going to commit full heartedly to. So I'm going in with like everything for this person. And that's how I think it should be. And along with that, like your spouse is your new number one. And that's so great, but it's not your parents. It's not your bro or your bestie. It's not your coworkers. And might I even add, it's not your kids. Once down the road, you have them. I know that sounds weird, but another quote that I always say is your spouse is number one. And when you have kids, your kids are number two. And what that means is as I've heard many people remind me and tell me this, once your kids are 18, they gone. They're off on their own doing their own life. And you are left with your spouse. <laughs> so hopefully during those 18 years plus, you know, depending on how many kids you have, you guys have built a relationship because when you become empty nesters, you're just left with what you've created. And I promise I, I feel like I already know I've seen this now, but I know the more love and energy I put into my marriage with Britain, that love trickles down to Baker and Beau. Like they're, they're going to see that love and feel it. And of course we love our kids. This does not mean I neglect my kids, but you know what I'm saying? And this, like I said, this just goes for everything. Okay. Your spouse is your number one. You've got their back. You're there for them in the thick through the thick and thin, even if they mess up, even if they do something that you're like, oh my gosh, okay, that was not okay. You're still on their side. You're in their corner. You're their cheerleader. That's what Britt and I always say, no matter what, we are your. I'm your cheerleader and he, I know he's mine. And I love that. I love, that's again, another great thing about marriage is I know that I've got him right by me no matter what. And he knows that about me too. I'm right there with him. Okay. Sorry. Um, I wrote this down, but I also, I'm trying to look off the screenshots <laughs> that Brit sent me and my phone keeps locking. Okay. Um, n- Oh, number four, I'm skipping ahead. You are marrying the family. Hmm. This is, this is a big one. <laughs> now, again, we're still going off that thing. Like number one is your spouse. Okay. We get that. However, you still do have a family and you now are gaining a new family as you get married. And that's so fun. Um, I I can just say this because Britt's not here, but <laughs> I know he'd say the same about mine. I love my in-laws. When Britton left on his mission, I got two years to build a relationship with them. Um, I think that was a huge blessing because I know a lot of times like when people go into situations, they're meeting other or their potential spouse's um, family, you kind of lean on your person as a crutch, right? You're kind of right there. I did not have that. <laughs> I literally just went in and I'm like, here I am and hopefully you like me. I got no one else to kind of lean on and thank heavens they like involved me for those two years. But it, I, I got to build that relationship, at least start it. I know. And it's grown even deeper with everyone on Britain's family that I can like, happily say, I have a relationship with every member in that family. And that just, when we got married, it was so happy because it's like, oh yeah, you're my family. And he, I, I mean, he didn't get to do that while he was on his mission, but when he's gotten home, he's been able to do that um, as the years have gone on. And I know he feels that same way, like he can talk to any of my siblings, my parents, it's all great. So here's the thing though. Um, No matter the circumstance And I'm saying, I do say that, okay, a little loosely, because obviously someone might say, well, my parents were just awful, you know, and my parents did X, Y, or Z, so we don't have a relationship with them. As the child who's saying that, I think, okay, you can totally say that. But as like the spouse, I do believe you still have to show respect for those people, because let's be honest, they loved your future spouse or spouse first. And let's be honest, they probably had a hand in making who your spouse is today, you know, who you love and that, that should be respected. Now I'm not saying we need to go and involve the family and all of our things. I don't know. Cause remember, remember tip th- three, is that <laughs> number one spouse? Okay. But this is what I'm saying. You don't, we don't just completely annihilate, is that the word, the family from your guys' life. This is a great thing to have a tree, a, a, a group of people who are there for you guys to, to basically celebrate your marriage, but just to have more relationships with, right? I do believe specifically that God puts certain people in our lives, and I do believe in-laws are a part of that, okay? So... That is something I strongly just recommend. One, love your in-laws. I know sometimes they can be crazy. Sometimes they can be pushy or whatnot. These are things that I've heard, not that I felt. Because again, I really think I got lucky with the two years to kind of build my own relationships. But even if it was vice versa, I don't think I would ever, one, disrespect them or two, ever take and away from them because that is his family right and i'm saying that in for an example but for you don't don't do that don't be that person who doesn't let the your spouse come around their family okay they need their family okay just uh i i could go all in on this but it's my big thing just you're marrying the family you love them you're with them for the rest of your life okay Alrighty. Um, number five, compromise. (laughs) This is, I actually made a post about this. Um, I think it was in our first year of marriage. No, maybe second year. Um, but marriage isn't fair. And what I mean by that is you cannot expect marriage to be 50, 50 all the time. That's just not, that's not how it's going to happen. Some days your spouse is going to have Mm, a really hard day, and you might have to pick up the load that day. You might have to carry more emotional support for them that day. And that's okay. Because then vice versa, one day you're going to have an off day and they will carry the emotional support for you. But also we can't be going through our marriage being like, well, I'm going to do this for you if you do this for me. No. So the post real quick that I, all this whole thing came up was, I remember we were living at student housing at BYU. Our laundromat was not, we had a laundromat on site. We did not have laundry hookups in our apartment and we were getting back from the grocery store and we had a big load. And so Brit and I kind of made a deal like, Hey, Brit, if you drop me off at the laundromat, I'll grab the laundry that I still had there to get out of the dryer and I'll walk it home because it's not too far from our apartment. Um, and you get it, you'll get you carry the groceries in. So we agreed, so he dropped me off and um, he went back to the apartment. So I go back in, I was like, okay, we probably have about two basketfuls. What I neglected is it was about really though, like three basketfuls, we just had two baskets and I had to pile them high and it was so heavy. <laughs> and why do I feel like there was something, like there? I feel like I could normally carry that, but I feel like something, I was just like, off that day that I was really nervous. I'm like, I have to walk this home. And I'm just like, okay, so I'm just trying to gear up, get everything ready. I'm about to walk out the door. And all of a sudden, there's Britain. And I was just so grateful. He drove the car back and he's like, and I asked him, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I came to help you grab the laundry. And I kind of felt bad. And I kind of got a little mad too that I was like, no, no, no. Like you just did the huge um, grocery load into our apartment. Like this was supposed to be my thing. And he just kind of like laughed and he's like, sweetie, it's okay. (laughs) But it, it hit me with such intensity that I was like, wow, like he did more than me. And, and that's not fair. But I learned from that lesson and many other times, like, that's okay. Um, Britain and I have really strived to try every day to go out of our way to do something more for each other, like to, to actively serve each other. And we are not perfect every day. There is no, that is not true. But we do try. That's the thing. We, we try every day. And I think that is the best thing. So just don't be looking for for your spouse to match up to exactly what you're giving Oh, hello. Um, but just look to see what you can do. And I promise it will just continue to flow through your marriage that you'll feel the other person, if they're doing stuff for you, you're going to want to, you're going to feel so grateful and it will just naturally happen that you will serve them too. It's amazing. It's amazing thing. Okay. Number six. Wow. We're going really good. Um, Ooh, I like this one. Date your spouse. Oh, I love this one. So It's exactly what you think it would be. But after getting engaged and then married, try to try to put the same amount of fun and energy and creativity that you did when you were engaged, even just when you were dating. We all know it was so much fun when when we were dating because it's just all that excitement, all that anticipation. But, you know, we we were doing everything we could. We were we were trying to m- come up with the most fun dates and the things that are going to be most memorable. We're getting ready for those dates and like counting the days up to it. Like do that stuff. You can still do that stuff in marriage just because you live together doesn't mean you can't. Um, and also something that I would add to this, um, that whole part about when you get ready for dates, like of course, still do that. But also what I've been trying to implement is just getting ready for my spouse for the day. Um, a big thing about that was, sorry, I'm Manning's growling over there. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I just watched (laughs) a video on YouTube. It was with Priscilla Presley. Um, she was going over her fashion with Vogue, um, when she was married to Elvis through the years and she made a comment and I've heard this before, but just when she was saying, I was like, wow, she said that when her and Elvis were married, that they always got ready for each other. They always wanted to look good for each other. I mean, she was showing pictures how he was in like a blazer and that they were at home. Like that was just normal because they wanted to look good for each other. And so I've been wanting to implement that too. Look, I'm, I'm not needing Britain to wear a blazer at home. That is not the case. But since having the two boys and, you know, he's been away and it's not even just at camp, it's like when he's been working or whatnot it's very easy to just start off my day and just, okay, right into getting the boys ready. And okay, we're doing the boys schedule. And then when they're down for a nap, it's like, oh, I just want to relax and not do anything. And then by the time Britton gets home, I'm probably still in my pajamas or I've just thrown on some clothes. I've hurried and thrown my hair up. And look, there are those days and you can totally have those days, but it was becoming an everyday thing. And Britain's always been really good about this. That's why I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to do this and that's okay. But like, even if we were going out to the grocery store, he'll always make sure he has a clean shirt on. He'll always do a quick spritz of cologne. And I even asked him one day, like, what are you doing that for? He's like, oh, I just, when we're walking, I want you to be able to like smell me if I ever get lost, (laughs) which is so funny. But I always think that I'm like, Oh, I love it. I love it when he puts cologne on. So that's kind of been my biggest thing is like, I want to be able to get ready. So that's what I've tried to do. If my hair is going up in a ponytail, I'll make it look a little nice, throw in some dry shampoo, but maybe I'll put some mascara on something just light, you know, but I've definitely made sure like when we're going somewhere nice, even if it's just church, okay, I'm like actively getting ready. And I'm trying to, I don't know. Just do that. So I'm working on that one still. If you can get in the habit of that now or keeping it while you get married, I think it's a great one. Okay, last one. Wow. Okay, tip number seven. Um choose you. That wait, that's the scripture, (laughs) but it is off of that. Choose this day. Um, just like you chose everything for your wedding: the dress, the suit, the venue, the food, the music, etc. You chose everything. Choose every day after the wedding to love your spouse, to find the best in them, to forgive them, to laugh with them, to say you're sorry. Choose them over everything else every day. I don't really know if there's anything else to add to that, but just, yeah, we'll leave it there. Okay. Wow. Well, that was pretty good. I was trying to make sure to stay on time um, because as you saw with that last episode of Britain, we went a little over. But hopefully you were able to pull something from this. I really was happy to go th- through it again. I love these things. And um, these are what I like to share with people. Oh, and just a bonus. My number, because <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> weddings and marriages. And like I said, I've got my cousin's wedding coming up. Um, The best wedding gift. This is a little bonus. Um, what I get for everyone now, I will always purchase you a clock and a pair of scissors. And that sounds so funny, but that is my go-to gift because a clock. So you always know what time it is and a pair of scissors. So you never get into an argument of not being able to open something or do something that you need scissors for to the, like, this is now our thing in every room in our house. We have a clock and a pair of scissors. So I'm just getting your collection started, but that should be the life goal. And do not forget the car. You need to have a pair of scissors in the car. I just told this to my aunt Natalie and she said, McKenna, that totally makes sense. I put, I went and bought a whole pack off Amazon and now I've got scissors in every room in the car and it's been so helpful. So that was just a little bonus tip since we're talking about marriages and whatnot. Okay, well, this was just quick and cute, but um, go make some brownies go, um, think about these tips, but also if you have any other tips, um, let me know. I don't necessarily really have an Instagram set up for you to comment on, but I've got reviews. (laughs) We'll start on that. Once I get back onto social media, which I think is after Labor Day, we're getting close. Um, I probably will have a podcast or excuse me, an Instagram or something that y'all can send your comments because I would love to go over anyone else's ideas um, or other marriage tips that you would add to this list. Alrighty. I love love. Oh yeah. Don't forget to listen to Shania Twain or her new documentary, not sponsored, but would love her to come sponsor. (laughs) All right. Bye.